You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Imagine waking up to a world that's as clear as your dreams. With Zeiss Smile Technology, this is your reality. At Fichte, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care, our mission is your vision. Conducted by a team of expert surgeons leveraging leading-edge technology, our procedure is safeguarded, swift, and tailored to your eye care needs. Say goodbye to the limits of glasses or contacts. Embrace a world where your vision keeps pace with your life's aspirations. Contact us today at 800-309-2020 or visit us online at Ficta.com. At Ficta Endel and Elmer Eye Care, we are focused on you. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know the actual travel experience? Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Jay Spencer King, and I have an all-star cast hanging with me real quick. We just wanted to come out real quick and talk about this trade that Brandon Bean has put together at the last minute in the last hours before the trade deadline passed. Buffalo Bills are trading for defensive back from Green Bay Packers, Razul Douglas. I'm probably saying it wrong. I always mess it up. I apologize for that. He's a member of Bills Mafia now. I got my man Casey riding with me. I got all bro Poe. And then I got Sarah Larson. We're going to do it real quick, and we're going to have a good time with it. So I just really – let's get first impressions and, and or feelings or whatever. Let's start with uh, – Casey was the first one in the room. Let's start with Casey. I mean, I think we can all agree that it's probably an upgrade over Elam at this point and definitely an upgrade over, you know, 88-year-old Josh Norman. Uh, Bill's Mafia was clamoring for any sort of move at this point, and we we got it. We finally got it. You know, everybody's back on Bean's side. No one's going to be calling for his job anymore. Um, and I think we got him at a good price. 
absolutely got him at a good price. You can't be mad at that price at all. It's essentially a third and a fifth round swap is what it looks like to me. You know, we're, we're almost getting them to move down in the draft a couple a couple of rounds. So I'm okay with that. We didn't lose a draft pick. Uh, we just lost position in that sense. Right. Uh, Sarah, how do you feel about it? Well, I mean, even if you talk about whether or not, you know, we're switching the the picks, you have to think that we would be at the, you know, opposite end of the third round. Anyways, it's going to be one of those late picks um, that we're giving them. And, you know, right now they're sitting at what, two and five. So they were probably going to be more at the, the upper, um, you know, part of the, the fifth round. So I like the, the pick swap. It's kind of, a, in essence, you know, a fourth round, if you, you know, look at it that way. I think that it's not going to be that that big splashy name like we all talked about, you know, like Patrick Sertain or somebody like that. But this is a, a vet that is going to come in and is going to, you know, take over in the in that sense of where Trey kind of um, can't be there right now. Jeremy, how do you feel? What were your first your first initial reaction to this? I know we had other things that we wanted to kind of happen and you Sterling and I kind of got this group chat where we kind of bounce things off. Nothing that we wanted to happen. How do you feel about this trade? Never uh, I mean, I mean it, was, it was a good pickup. He's, he's a good player. He fits the scheme. He, um, everything that you kind of want in a corner that you wanted from Kair, you have in Rizul that's proven. Um, I do I do think it's weird that Kair didn't get put into that trade um, or he didn't get moved somewhere because, like, like you got to let the guy go try to spin somewhere. Um, and so if Razul's going to come in and be the guy, um, do they still want Kair to be the guy at some point? Is that why they kept him around? Or could they really not get him off somewhere, which is weird. But um, it'll be interesting to see how the – uh, the mix goes in with these cornerbacks going forward. I in mean, you got to feel like, they... um, well, I'm sorry. You, you got to feel as if that the Buffalo Bills kind of feel like they don't want to over, um, maybe, maybe that's not the right word to use. You, you kind of feel like they don't want to jump off the bridge too soon and do it, the same thing they did with Wyatt Teller. So I, I feel like at this point is more so about a fear now of repeating previous mistakes as opposed to it actually being the best decision for the team and for the player. I, I agree with you. I think at some point, if you're not going to play him and you're not going to utilize him, you're going to have to move on from Kyrie Elam and let him see if he can, if he can establish himself in this league, you know, and get a good career going. Sarah, I feel like you had something to say there. I was just going to say in essence, their pay is about the same. So um, keeping Elam on uh, and hopefully either getting something more for him um, at the end of the season or potentially developing him. Um, it's not carrying much of a, a cost impact for the Bills. So I think that that's why they probably are not wanting to admit to their um, very bad decision in picking him in the first round. So I think they're holding on for dear life. To Spencer's point, like, with the white teller, the question could be begged if white teller stayed here, would he even become as good as he did? So, like, yeah. if by keeping Kyrie here, you're not allowing him to go grow in the way that he needs to grow um, and get better, similar to Harrison Phillips. Harrison Phillips was going to be stuck at the number two nose tackle here, obviously through injuries. He got a lot of playing time, but then he went to Minnesota and, and like, he's a guy that you'd want here now to be your one nose tackle, and that's by growing and playing in an area where you're actually going to get to play. And um, I, I don't, if you're going to sit here and hope that Kyrie 
becomes what you want him to become while sitting on the bench and on the inactive list, that's not going to happen. Like, I, I don't know who gets better by sitting on the inactive list. So I, I don't know what they're trying to get out of that if he's not going to play. It seems like Kyrie, part of Kyrie's problem to me is thinking too much, kind of what Josh said last week going into this last game to where he was, he's like, maybe I just need to stop thinking as much and play football. And it kind of seemed like that's what Elam was doing when he came into the games to where he was, it seemed like he was like walking on eggshells. He was nervous to make a mistake. And I mean, he didn't let much behind him, but he let everything go in front of him because it seemed like he didn't want to give up that big play. So, I mean, to everybody's point, yeah, it's going to be a struggle, you know, but how he can get better, if he can get better just by sitting on the bench. But we've also seen, the hero stories like Geno Smith to where people, all right, you do sit back, you watch, you truly do learn. And then when you do get your opportunity, uh, you took everything that you learned. Well, so it, are we all in Cause it sounds like at least from Jeremy and Casey's perspective that it, there needs to be improvements made on Elam's part. And it's not necessarily a, a scheme fit. It's not the way that they're using him. It sounds like you're saying that you think that, okay, he hasn't developed enough, and that's why he's not getting the reps. Is that is that kind of what the – because even in the comments, you know uh, – Yeah, I think it's scheme fit. It's He's he's a man, you know, player, and we pretty much are, you know, operating out of zone most of the time. I think that he looked okay at the end of last season. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, then then uh, McDermott comes in, kind of takes over the, the defense, and I think he's – not picking up on it, but I, I think that it's also because, you know, he's not picking up on it because he's not used to it. He's It's just not a fit for him. Will just, it ever get better then? So, you know, what's the point, you know, to that point, what's the point of keeping him if, you know, he's never going to be able to, it's never going to be able to click for him. The the problem that I have with like the, the, and they did put out a story, the bills that it was, that it's been a scheme issue with Tiger. The problem I have with that is you went out to try to go get, a guy that is a man cornerback and yeah. uh and it's like so if it's not a scheme it's you don't believe in his ability to cover right now which he hasn't really shown this year that to be fair and if he hasn't shown that he he's got to get in and play to to grow and make make his mistakes and and not have to fear that he's letting the team down if he if he's a cornerback and make mistakes that guy said that nobody wants him that's that Jordan, nobody you could say that about Jordan when Jordan was in 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 Cleveland and he was coming off of that contract, no, like really nobody was like looking out. But like, there's people that are gonna want young guys that can they can I mean, maybe mold into something. You could say that about Micah, the right. the guy that we got from from Green Bay, just like today. We got another guy from Green Bay a few years back that technically nobody wanted, and Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott felt like they found a diamond in the rough. So I don't want to keep talking about Elam though because he didn't get traded. The day is about the trade deadline, so let's end this up. Let's uh, we got a few more minutes. I just like I said, it was just a a quick. I wanted to get everybody's opinion and first reaction. And we got some good comments here. Um, so. As far as this trade for Douglas, though, how do you guys feel like this is a fit for the team? Or do you think that this is a trade that we're going to get dividends on right now? Or or what's the plan? I personally think that it was what needed to be done now. Um, I don't know if he'll be on this team next year with his, you know, with his cap hit or, you know, whether or not um, we make that work or not. It's non-guaranteed money. Um, If he makes 
a splash, then we maybe we extend him for a couple of years and, um, and, you know, and figure that out. But right now, I just think that it's what is needed to, to kind of replace uh, Trey. Um, and then on the other side, we're going to have Benford and we'll have Dane um, kind of, you know, splitting reps here and there. But I think that pretty much uh, Rasul is going to come in and, and play, pro- you know, probably 100 percent of, of the snaps. Oh, um, I I think this is going to benefit the rest of the defense. Um, like it's going to benefit uh, the safeties, and 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 I can't because like having a guy that like people are going to be afraid to throw to, he makes plays. The guy Rizul makes plays on the ball, so like it's going to benefit CB. He's going to be allowed to be make make more plays on the ball. He, he'll be looked at as a quarterback too sometimes. It's just the way people are going to have to attack this team, like you picking up. Picking up Brazil is going to be probably one of the bigger pickups for us this year outside of parts. Um, I see this comment here. Uh, first, Craig, thank you so much for the super chat, man. We appreciate the support. But I, I don't know if this um, stat is a little – I don't know if it's accurate. I, the thing that I saw from PFF is that he ranks 21st out of 129 quarterbacks that had at least 100 snaps played this season. Uh, so far this year, he has a 75.2 grade for PFF. Which, Which is, is better a good than grade. all. It's better than all of our corners. right, and that's where I was going to go. It might not be first, but it's first on this team at this point. It's first on our roster. So, uh, Casey, did you have something before we get on out of here, and, and then we'll give everybody a chance to run around and plug, and then we'll get on out. Yeah, I mean, my question is: so, what does this mean for Trey? I mean, being able to afford Trey, um, Razul, Elam, and Benford. I know Benford and Elam are on their rookie contracts, and especially Benford being the sixth round pick, he's cheap cheap um but it it just makes you wonder what trey's future is here with the bills coming off these back-to-back injuries can you put up donald's comment and so donald put this selling out the future is giving me willy nightmares but what part is i i mean a swapping a, a late third and an early uh fifth to me is is selling out the future i don't understand it especially well, considering when- his his contract's less than a million dollars this year. Well, and so. not even that. To me, for me, when I when I look at comments like this, and hey, Donald, just so you know, first of all, we appreciate the support. We're not we're yes. not piling on you. Thank you so much. Uh, but when I think about selling out the future, I'm thinking about um, you know what the Rams did a couple years back. I don't think that that's what's happening here. The, the Bills aren't even selling out. Like, I, would I have loved? A lot of people would have been mad at me today, but if the Buffalo Bills would have traded away a first and a second rounder for Devontae Adams, that's selling your future. But even yeah. that, because Devontae Adams is like that. If you're going to trade a first or a second for uh, D-Hop, that's trading your future. I don't think that this is what this is. This is a young cornerback who still has another year on his contract, who now at this point, like Sarah just mentioned, you got um, Trey White, second year in a row with his injury. Who knows? Casey even brought up what's the future hold for Trey White. So this might be one of those things where the Bills are looking at this as the future. Like we're looking at this guy being our replacement for Trey. And next year we need to figure out if we're going to see if Elam works or if we're going to try to find somebody else. All of that is a question. So, uh, Poe, you have something there? Yeah, because I I don't like that mentality of of selling out the future. We're trying to win now. And yes, you don't want to you don't want to leave all your you don't want to put all your ducks in winning this year, so you keep some of your draft picks. But not making a move, not getting better, is what we've been doing. 
and it hasn't worked. So, like, I don't know exactly if you want to just keep – if you wanted to draft a cornerback that may hit, may not hit, and in the third round, if you were to use that third-round pick to draft a cornerback that may or may not hit that you don't, have, that you don't know about, I'd much rather get right. Rizzo Douglas in here. And if he, mm-hmm. if, if he makes plays, let's extend him. You know what I mean? So right. I, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in get the players you can get now and then draft what you have when you have to. Have right. And, I, and again, his contract next year, it's like $8.25 million. It is non-guaranteed. So we can essentially let him go if we want to, or we can extend him and then we spread that money out while he is a Buffalo bill. So um, there, I don't, I don't see where, you know, the cap hits where, you know, what's being um, stated. So I think that it's a, a very safe pickup. Um, and it's one of those, you know, being specials that, you know, I think we all like in the end. And to Roy's point, we are getting a, the comp pick this year so no, no, real quick before we get out of here so because it is it, i don't want to go over too much we got shows tonight so i know our bro poe and sterling's going to go over this i know um you guys with the mafia cast will go over this thursday and i know sarah and jerry or sarah and sterling are looking to get into this tomorrow as well so i don't want to go too deep into it but let's go around give me a, a, a grade on the trade for brandon being here and then we'll uh let you plug your shows and we'll get on out here let's start with casey uh b plus Bro, Poe? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go B minus just because I feel like they wanted uh, the dude from Chicago, Giannis, and Giannis. so like that would have been like an A for me. Um, but I'll go B minus with it. Okay. Yeah, Sarah, I think. I mean, obviously, you can't really grade it until you see it. You know, see how he fits and how he plays. But I think based on compensation and everything else, I would say it's around a B. Hopefully better once once he gets out there. I think he's an upgrade, um, obviously over you know Dane Jackson and uh and Elam. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with a B plus as well. I feel like we're all in the same space where it kind of sort of moves the needle, but it's like, okay, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, one last thing here. Tony dropped in at the at the bottom here. I feel like we kind of talked about this um separately, but how does everybody feel about Leonard Fournette? And let me just get a thumbs up, thumbs down. Let's start with Casey down because latavius is my boy okay i got hometown you. boy <laughs> you gotta you get your feelings involved here bro Paul. Yeah. hey man <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go thumbs up because he's proven in the playoffs and, and i need that so yeah, yeah i'm going thumbs up too it's a practice squad signing for now i know i know we can he's gonna come up probably the three times that he's allowed to before we even think about the 53 man ro- uh, roster i'm i'm okay with it it's a depth move we needed it he's younger than um latavius so I like it. I'm with you. I think um, a lot of times we fans, and that's when I say when I say we, I mean fans. I think a lot of times we'll we'll listen to what the narratives are, and sometimes when people on social will say that someone's washed or old, we look at that and we agree with it. Touchdown, Lenny ain't old. Uh, playoff, Lenny ain't old. So he's 28 you know. years old. Yeah. So he's I'm, I'm with right. it. Like, like he said, he's coming to midseason. He's proven in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for uh, for hanging with us for this special edition uh, podcast uh, tonight. Uh, Bro, Poe, why don't you plug your show tonight at eight on the chop up? Me and uh, me and Sterling's about to get into this trade a little bit more and uh, go the rest of uh, the trades throughout the league. I think. 
Okay. And then Sarah, when's your show? What time is your show? Yeah. So tomorrow night, Wednesday at 9 p.m. Jerry's not going to be able to uh, to um, be with me tomorrow night. So I have my second favorite person to argue with, which is Sterling. He'll he'll be joining me. So uh, it'll still be the same um, arguments that go back and forth. I can assure you that. So 9 p.m. tomorrow All night. All right. And Casey, let us know about the Mafia Cavs. Uh, yeah, we're live every Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern time. And it's just three idiots talking football. <laughs> y'all kill me okay well, well y'all know for me it's your boy jay spencer king uh, we love y'all i want y'all to love each other take care of each other and live in peace and as always stay positive test negative go bills go bills to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.